You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. You're listening to the E2C Network podcast by Auburn fans for Auburn fans. Brought to you by the Auburn Uniform Database. Visit them at auburnuniforms.com Welcome everyone to Stoppage Time. We are here to wrap up the season. Peter and I are with you. Auburn was bounced out of the first round of the SEC tournament. We'll get to that. But it was a growing season for this Auburn soccer team and we're going to break down just kind of the season in a whole talk to you about the most recent games and just kind of get you on a tee set up for next season uh, but before we start all that I did want to stop and say this isn't going to come out on Veterans Day but want to wish any veteran out there listening a happy Veterans Day we're thankful for your service and I'm going to pass it over to Peter because I'm sure he shares that same sentiment absolutely uh, you know my dad's a 20-year army veteran so uh, and my brother is a veteran as well. So I have lots of veterans in my family. Uh, both my grandfathers served. So uh, absolutely happy uh, Veterans Day to all our veterans. Yeah. So Peter, haven't talked in a while. Well, we've talked, but we haven't talked on the podcast in a while. Uh, Auburn soccer has uh, kind of limped into the end of the season, had a rough schedule. You and I previewed that and definitely looked at that, um, finishing with basically top 15 ranked opponents to end of the season ended up losing one to South Carolina since last we talked and then losing in a heartbreaker against Alabama in the SEC tournament. Uh, how are you feeling since we've kind of set with those losses for a while? Well, I think because we let them set, we've had time to recover. We're not going to come in here uh, too downhearted. Uh, and definitely I want to kind of hopefully be a little bit more upbeat tonight, not just uh, focus on the bad. I don't want to leave on a sour note, but hopefully we can talk about some good things tonight as well. We knew coming into the season, I, I guess you and I were a little more optimistic coming into the season because we've seen just how this team has outperformed at times, I guess, through our tenure here doing stoppage time. Uh, but we thought, you know, they were predicted seventh in the SEC to start the year. We figured they would finish above that. We actually felt a little disrespected by that. But we saw throughout the year some close games that didn't the ball didn't bounce our way, maybe some poor calls in some games, and just some games where we were outmatched at the time. Uh, and so it's kind of been up and up and down year from Auburn. Uh, and we're going to talk about that. So don't want to get too ahead of ourselves. So I'll just let you hop into the South Carolina game. I know I previewed a little bit of the season and what we've seen so far, but I think the South Carolina game and then the Alabama game both encompass two of the things I mentioned right there. Well, before we get into uh, two losses, I told you we'd have some good news tonight, and we do. Some news and notes. Brief Foles and Sidney Richards were both earned All-SEC honors. Uh, Brief Foles now is named the second team All-SEC, and Sidney Richards earned SEC All-Freshman team honors. So uh, we have an outgoing senior and a freshman representative. Uh, so I think that's really great to see uh, Brief Foles get that, that recognition, but also an incoming senior this year who played really well this year. Sidney Richards also received some honors on that. Yeah, I, I, especially for Brie Folds, one stepping out um, of her time at Auburn, being a four-year starter, uh, definitely 
hats off to her for just the effort she put in, especially this one. It was such a hard season for her, not because of the losses or anything, but because we saw Brie Folds really get beat up a lot this year. Uh, definitely got nipped with the injury bug quite a bit. And so still to come out there and perform, maybe not feeling 100% a lot of the time, uh, you, you got to be real impressed with that performance. I think she gives her all this season. If you were going to choose your Caesar, your senior season and your dream season to go out on, you wouldn't be with injury and missing matches and uh, not making the NCAA tournament. But, uh, you know, in, in the end, she, she played her best. She did get, she gave us her, her best, you know, when she could and when she was physically fit to do so. And I, I'm just glad to see the SEC honor that and give her a little bit of recognition. Yeah, and on the other side of the spectrum, you got to be glad with seeing a freshman and Sydney Richards step in and make an impact. Uh, you could see the growing pains throughout her game. We saw her at the early part of the season, maybe not score as many goals as she was presented the opportunity for. We see her break out in a game, and we see her play well in spurts. And ultimately, for a freshman, that's as great as you can ask for, right? She has some really bright moments this season. You know, Drew, she scored the game winner in overtime against Alabama in the first match. Uh, so to come in as a freshman, score the game winner against your rival, uh, that's a great moment. Uh, I think she had three goals in the season total. So uh, you said growing pains. Definitely some places that she can grow, but also some bright spots. And you can see, you can see her talent. You can see that uh, she is going to be a, a, a force to be reckoned with on the Auburn team in the, in the future. Yeah, and so definitely I, I think we see a passing of the guard here. We see Briefold stepping out, who has been a big part of this team forever. And we see Sydney Richards really stepping in that role. Uh, I, I remember very vividly Briefold's cropping up as a freshman there at Auburn and really making an impact, pairing up with Kristen Dotson up top. And you see Sydney Richards getting the same amount of games played as Brie Folds this year. Actually, she played more games than Brie Folds, but just kind of similar freshman patterns. And so it, I, I just view it almost as a passing of the torch because you see one player step out for Auburn, uh, but got to ply her trade with a really great player um, there in Sydney Richards. And I think that's kind of the future of this Auburn soccer team. I like, you know, you referred to this passing of the torch, passing of the baton. That's a great way to look at it with, uh, with these honors. And, you know, we were there from the very beginning of brief folds, uh, freshman year. That was our first season doing stoppage time. And maybe in three, three years, we'll be able to say that same thing about Sydney Richards that, uh, we're able to see her all the way through her, her college career. For sure. So, I mean, we've, we've hinted at it and talked about it already. Let's just go ahead and get in the South Carolina and Alabama match because, they're not fun to talk about, but they happen. And you know what? Here at stoppage time, we're we're transparent. We talk about it all. Auburn did fall to number seven, South Carolina, a very good South Carolina team, uh, nil to two. Uh, that was on Halloween night, but it was also senior night. And so instead of dwelling on the loss and what happened in that match, uh, Drew, I thought we'd just kind of talk about senior night. And let's talk about the seniors we are losing. Uh, first of all, we're losing briefholes. And these are some stats that you know, uh, Auburn soccer Twitter put out, but she finished ranked in the top 10 in four categories, goals with 24, assists with 25, points with 73, and game-winning goals, which is probably her best stat, I think, Drew, with nine. She had nine game-winning goals in her career at Auburn. Uh, Drew, what do you think about us losing Brie Foles? What are we losing in her? I, I mean, I think you lose a fierce competitor. You and I have already talked about that already. We just see her come back for her senior year and – Obviously not 
as talented from they're going to compete for the national championship this year. They're going to grow into that talent, but still need some work. She came back knowing that played and played her heart out, played with injuries, played with uh, basically defenses game planning to blanket her the whole time, which is frustrating. And so uh, I think really she performed admirably this season and, you know, definitely someone who I've enjoyed watching grow into the game and really just produce some magical moments. Uh, I mean, I remember two years ago, whenever she was a sophomore, really going on that stretch where she was just creating some just amazing benders from outside the box of you knew if she got that space and just a twinkling of the goal, she was going to go after it. And it was definitely uh, just great to see that and just great to watch her over this time. The one thing I think I want to remember about Brie Foles is just how well she did from set pieces and just being able to bend those in. She did a great job. Uh, our second senior was Jesse Giroux. Jesse Giroux totaled 22 points on nine goals and four assists. The two things I really think we're going to lose on her are, first of all, we're losing leadership. You know, she was one of the captains of the team this this season. And also, uh, she was our number one threat through the air. She just did a great job with her head. Uh, on corners, on set pieces, and just using her head to, to create goals, Drew. Uh, what do you think we're going to lose with Jesse Giroux? Yeah, I mean, I think really what you just mentioned right there, Auburn is not the tallest team in the world, which is fine. Like, that's not a big deal at all. But Jesse Giroux just gave a presence in the air that had to be honored. And we saw her at the beginning of the season, she could beat that one-on-one marker. And towards the as more film came out that she was dominant in the air, it just – they began to cover her up more. And so it, really you're going to miss that from Jesse Durow. She was a wonderful senior leader led by example and led from the top too. And so we miss a lot of things uh, from Brie Folds and Jesse Durow. And I think uh, really just the leadership and spirit that they brought to this team are going to be two things that are hard to replace. Our next senior, uh, Drew, is Kate Hart. She had a terrific season in goal. Uh, we were worried when we lost Sarah LeBeau. She graduated last season. Uh, what we're going to do with goalkeeper. And uh, Kate, our Coach Hopper brought in somebody with experience. Uh, Kate Hart transferred in from South Dakota State University. She won the goalkeeper job in a tight race with uh, Maggie Van Thulinar, the freshman. She played every minute in goal this season, so I think that's huge. She totaled 74 saves, totaled a career-high 10 saves in each of her last two matches against Alabama, and she had five clean sheets on the season. Drew, uh, this kind of goes without saying, but what are we going to be losing in uh, Kate Hart? Well, I think this is someone that grew with the team. I mean, when we started stoppage time, even before we knew won the goalkeeper job, I, I was pretty adamant, you know what, start the freshman. You're already a young team. It's going to be a harder season. Start the freshman, and I couldn't have been – more wrong about that because uh, I think Kate Hart was exactly what this defense needed. She gave him confidence. She gave him a leader back there. And we saw her play out of her mind in games it, just during long stretches. I mean, she was one of the better one, one V one goalkeepers that I've seen. Uh, and I mean, that's talking with Sarah LeBeau in the mix. Like she did very good one-on-one reading the game and a lot of stuff that doesn't appear in the stat line of clearing balls off the line, just being defenders to those rather than uh, just letting them come against you one-on-one. Like those don't appear, but we saw her do that time and time again. And even against that game against Alabama, she did not want to go home. She did not want to lose that game at all. She stood on her head and was making crazy save after crazy save and just fending snapshots away. And I thought, 
uh, Kate Hart performed admirably. While she was only, only an Auburn woman for one year, uh, she's an Auburn woman for life. I, I was really impressed with her. Yeah, she was just what this team needed as Sarah LeBeau uh, left the team for graduation. And the last senior is Treva Acock. She scored the most points, 20, by an Auburn newcomer in seven seasons and earned all SEC honors in 2018. Of course, this season she was sidelined early with injury. We didn't see her a lot in 2019, unfortunately. And you'd have to think that had we seen her more, we probably saw more production out of her this season. Um, and... You know, of course, if she was coming back next season healthy, you would think the same, that we would see a lot more production from her. Uh, why do you think we were losing in, in Trevor Acock? Yeah, I mean, I think Trevor Acock was robbed a little bit during her time at Auburn because we saw her last year come in, struggle with injuries at times. We saw her this year struggle with injuries at times. But I thought uh, she was a fierce competitor. Uh, from day one of her in the lineup at Auburn, she would be chasing down defenders, running hard, and every time she crossed into the field of play, she was ready to go full throttle. And you just got to respect that. And a lot of her goals, uh, they weren't magnificent or these curlers or wonder goals at all. They were because she worked harder than everyone else out there. And, you know, I I wish we could have gotten to see Trevor Acock completely healthy all the time because I think Auburn in 2018 and in 2019 would have been very different and where they finished because she she had that long stretch in 2018 where she made things happen and even in 2019 we saw her affect the game a lot and you just kind of hate to see someone nicked up by injury all the time and you kind of ask what ifs but I think even in our time that we could see Trevor Acock she performed uh absolutely up to standard every time all right I'm going to ask this and you may not want to answer it but I'm going to push you for an answer which one of these seniors do you believe that this team will miss the most next season? Mm, that's a tough one. I actually think, as of now, based on how I watched her play and based on everything I saw, uh, the person who I was wrong about at the beginning of the season, I think Kate Hart's going to be the one you miss the most. Uh, Auburn will have lost their goalkeeper back-to-back -back years, but I, I think Kate Hart really grew into this team and was really a leader in that back line and commanding. And so I think, yes, you're going to miss Jarreau in the air. You're going to miss Freefold's all-around play and Trevor Acock's just fierceness and tenacity. But I think uh, just replacing the talent between the pipes, even as good as Maggie Van Thulen are, may be, I, th I think that's still going to be a hard player and person to replace back there. I absolutely agree with you. Uh, you know, we would have, I said, I would, I would have, and I may have said the same thing last year. We lost Sarah LeBeau, and I would have said that she was the probably the most valuable player last season, the one we're going to miss the most. But Kate Hart did a really good job, a really admirable job coming in and filling that position and uh, being our goalkeeper. But she played every minute of this season, of the regular season and, and the postseason, of course. Uh, and that experience is really going to be hard to play, replace, you know. And I trust, trust Coach Hoppe and you know, she, one of her specialties is training goalkeepers. I think she'll have Maggie Van Fullenar trained up. And I know we're going to have a freshman coming in as well, goalkeeper. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens next year. We'll be right back where we started with, with the uh, the goalkeeper question. But I agree with you. I think Kate Hart will be the most missed this season. Well, Drew, uh, we did go into the SEC tournament. We ha we did not get our first round by. We did have to play the first round. And, of course, our opponent is Alabama. Um in the ninth minute, Alabama is able to strike first when they find the net, making it nil-one Alabama. In the 31st minute, Jesse Giroux works the ball up, 
the Alabama wing and shoots a near impossible angle to put the Tigers level 1-1 all. This match, like the one before it, would go into overtime, but in the 98th minute, Alabama sends a corner kick into the box, and it lands where only an Alabama player can get it, and they strike the final blow, 1-2 Alabama in final time. Uh, Auburn would pretty much need to win. Well, let me give, I'll give you our stats first. Uh, Auburn had uh, 13 shots, 6 on goal. Alabama had 22 shots, 12 on goal. Uh, Kate Hart had, again, like I said, 10 saves in this match. There were three yellows given in this match. It was a very chippy match. Uh, Auburn had one yellow. Alabama had two yellows. Uh, but as I was saying, Auburn would pretty much have to win the whole SEC tournament to get into the NCAA tournament. So that final goal would end up being the death knell on Auburn's season. Uh, it ended up with a, uh, it ended an NCAA streak that was older than this podcast drew. So Auburn ended the season seven, 10 and two and four, six and zero in the SEC drew. Uh, we, we did, we had fear of the thumb, you know, we did, uh, we had, we increased the streak to seven wins over Alabama this year in the regular season with uh, fear of the index finger. And man, I can't tell you how much I wanted to say fear the middle finger, putting up that extra <laughs> finger against Alabama, but we were not able to say it. No, we weren't, but I, I think this was a highly competitive match. This was not a match in which Auburn laid down in. This was not a match that Auburn wanted to lose at all, and you could tell that. And, you know, I, I think nine times out of ten if this game's playing again, I think Auburn pulls that one off. Uh, it just wasn't meant to be that day because every time Auburn – would either fight back or control the game because they, they looked very much out of control to start the game and then very much in control to start a lot of the second half. And so I think really, you know what, it, it was a well-fought game by both sides. I, I think Auburn uh, definitely lamented at some chances that they missed, but ultimately I, I think that they can't hang their heads at all because Kate Hart played a phenomenal game. I thought the offense moved well and better than they have at times. And you know what? Sometimes it's just not your day, and sometimes you have to be the team to lose. This match, I felt like, was a lot like the last match with Alabama. The only difference was I felt like, like you said, Auburn was the better team through most of the match. I think during the regular season match, Alabama was was more the the better side, and Auburn just had that uh, fortunate uh, double overtime goal to, to ice that game. But this time it was Alabama with that fortunate last goal you know that ball that bounced around and Auburn just could not get on the end of it and they were able to stick it in uh so there's a lot of similarities but I did like I agree with you uh I think Auburn was the better side so I think maybe to me that was kind of the more the heartbreaker more than losing to your your rival in the SEC tournament I thought the more the the heartbreaker was that I felt like we were the better side and uh we just in the end you know when you go into those uh overtime that golden goal period uh it's just anybody's match, and, and this time it was Alabama's. All in all, it was a, a tough match for our team, I think, though, Peter. And so uh, I think it's just one of those that uh, this season we're going to chalk it up to a lot of learning and really have a lot to look forward to next year. I think uh, one of the biggest things I see is out of the 21 players who got field time this year, 12 of them were true sophomores and under. And I think that's going to be very big going into the future. That means that we probably got two to three years of just some dominance uh, coming up. At least that's my hope. Uh, but we'll go ahead and like cast our vision towards the future as we look back a little bit about what what we predicted and where we see next year going. So, Peter, 
kick us off with that. At the beginning of the season, we predicted we would land about fourth. I think you and I both agreed on that, fourth in the SEC. Uh, we were predicted by the media to land seventh, and uh, and we both predicted that we would return to the NCAA tournament. Now, neither one of those came true. Uh, at this point, I do realize my predictions were probably with uh, some orange and blue glasses on, but there were other factors, some unforeseen, that changed this season. Uh, one, I think, Drew, was the strength of schedule. The SEC, like in every other sport, is tough in soccer. We faced six ranked teams this season, five of whom were in the SEC, and then just look how the SEC tournament played out. We didn't really talk about that, but South Carolina ended up winning the SEC tournament. They beat Arkansas. South Carolina ended up being uh, a two-seed in the in the tournament that's upcoming, and then Arkansas is going to be a three-seed. We also saw teams like Florida in this in the SEC tournament as well. So just kind of look at our schedule and who we played. We had a really tough schedule this season. Uh, we kind of saw that going into the season, but I don't think we realized how tough it would be. No, I don't think we did, and soccer is always that roller coaster, which I hate that there's there's just not a big database where we can go look at recruiting and see who's recruited well. We can sort of know who's recruited well, but we, we really don't know the players coming in just because of the resources at hand, and it's hard to gauge with who, who they lost, who's going to be performing better this year, this, that, and the other, and so... I think you and I kind of take things at face value at the beginning of the season, which is really what we can do. And you know what? Maybe it was orange and blue glasses, but uh, I definitely think we saw the talent in this team to finish in that fourth spot. It was just the issue of some young players on the field and just some growing pains, like I mentioned earlier, that we we just didn't cap off some of the games we should have. And then it, it snowballed at times. And so I think... Uh, this team definitely had potential and has the talent to to have finished fourth this year. Ultimately, finished tenth, so at least we weren't the only wrong people this year. Media was wrong too, uh, but I, I think that this is definitely a learning experience for those who are going to be coming back next year. And I think uh, this is going to be a season coming up in 2020 where we're not losing on the last second anymore. Absolutely, and I hope and I hope that's true. Uh, I think we also had a young defense, and really just a young team overall. Uh, you know, we we had Gaston kind of learning a new role back there, and I saw you know learning curve with her, but she definitely came on in the season, and looked really really good. Uh, give give us that stat again, what you said with freshmen and sophomores, Drew. Well, as far as true sho- true sophomores and under who got playing time this year, we we saw twelve out of our twenty one players, and we're only graduating four seniors, so that means. Let's do some quick math here, friends. 21 minus 4 is 17. See, did that live right off my brain hole. And so we're, we're ended up coming back with 17 players next year that are going to be vastly experienced, but 12 of them are going to be underclassmen, like that got a lot of playing time, a lot of them being true freshmen. And so I think uh, this is really going to be something that, that grew up a lot of our players this year. Yeah, and I, and I agree. And, and, you know, we, in the past few seasons, we've we've lost more seniors. This year, we're only losing four. Now, we're losing a lot of experience with those four, with Kate Hart, Jesse Giroux, Trevor Aycock, and uh, Bree Folds. Um, but it's also encouraging, like you said, that we're only losing four, so we're bringing back a lot of youth, a lot of experience that had playing time. Uh, I think the third reason that we've kind of had a, a, a few issues this season is because we had a lot of injuries. The broadcasters at the end of the season were talking about it uh, a lot, and, and just to kind of give you a picture of who was beat up this season, 
We lost Trevor Acock early in the season. Of course, we saw her come back near the, the very end. We lost Brie Falls for a few matches, and and I think after she got injured, Drew, I don't think she was ever 100%. I think she was kind of playing injured for us. But uh, we, we lost Corey Loxley to injury for a couple of matches. Uh, we lost Emmy Craven again at the end of the season. We saw that last season. So hopefully she can get healed up and come back next season with uh, all her knee injuries she's been having. And then finally, Drew, uh, the injuries didn't in just weren't only just in the season. We had injuries before the season. I don't know if you remember, but two of our incoming freshmen were sidelined for the whole season because they had injuries coming into the season. So they didn't even get any experience at all. So we had a really beat-up team this season. We did, and definitely going to be good to get a season of rehab, an off-season of rehab, get them ready to go. You th- you hope with the brilliance that Corey Loxley showed this year that she'll be back 100%. Emmy Craven, definitely one that you hope kind of gets her knee stuff figured out because, you know, if we're able to bring her back healthy next year, we have a full starting defensive line that has played together and are experienced together, have a season under their belt. And so I think that would be big going forward, no matter who's going to be goalie. Uh, and so I'm I'm excited to see what that looks like. Uh, finally, this is more of a minor thing, uh, just but something of note. We had a new staff on offense with uh, James Armstrong moving to Mississippi State to take that head coaching job. Congratulations to him again. But uh, Nick Flory came in and took his spot. And so, Drew, whenever you have a new coach, a new philosophy, especially on offense, you know, we, we were at a very uh, – we talked about the hydro. We had a lot of players scoring goals last season. We had a lot of goals, especially near the beginning of the season last season. Uh, but we had – kind of step back on that this season. We saw fewer goals, uh, and I don't think it's uh, a reflection on him as Nick Flory as a, as a person or a coach, but when you come in, you have new offensive philosophies and, and players adapting to a new coaching style. Sometimes that will affect your offense. So uh, I kind of mark that maybe as a smaller, lesser reason this season, but uh, definitely something that the team had to adapt to. Yeah, I mean, Auburn lost a lot of people. They lost James Armstrong. We lost our strength and conditioning uh, person as well. And I I know for football, like strength and conditioning is typically the first one you hire. And they're the ones who bond with the team all the time. They're always working with them. And so, you know, there was a lot of change for this team and a lot of change for Coach Hoppo, who has been pretty consistent with who she's had with her for a good stretch now. And, you know, that speaks volumes to her training up other people to go take good jobs but also it stings sometimes whenever uh you don't just turn around and automatically keep walking the same way that you already were yeah and that's and it's none of these are to make excuses for the team uh, i don't think they need to make be made excuses for there's a lot of stuff that happened this season that was really good a lot of things to be proud of of course seventh seven in a row against alabama uh beating tennessee and and just performing well overall in a lot of places uh not to make excuses but just to kind of sh- to talk about why Maybe they didn't do as well as we thought. Um, but uh, what do you see for the future, Drew? Just looking ahead. I mean, it's kind of too early to to tell, but if I were to push you for the future, what what would you say that you see for next season? I mean, I would be shocked if this team doesn't take a, a decent step forward. I'm not saying, wow, this team's going to walk away the NCAA tournament next year or even the SEC tournament. But I think uh, that fourth that maybe we predicted this year, I think that's highly likely for next year because you got to think – South Carolina is going to be good next year. Florida has proven that they're back uh, somewhat. And, I mean, even Alabama has a young team as well. Uh, 
So, I mean, there's going to be a lot of competitors in the SEC again. I think next year is going to be a fight and a slugfest in the SEC. So, I think Auburn will probably do very well during non-conference and have some slugout, knockdown dragouts in SEC play, which everyone will next year. So, I, I think fourth is a possibility. I think, you know, finishing lower than that's a possibility. But I think making the NCAA tournament is definitely a high reality next year. Yeah, I would hope for no less, and that's what I'm looking forward to. I, I don't disagree with you. And, and you even forgot to, to mention Arkansas, Drew, and your your uh, bevy of SEC schools that are doing really well. Um, and, of course, some of these schools are going to be losing seniors in leadership, and, and they're going to be you know, where we were last season. So uh, you know, some of those might even take a step back. So uh, I, I'm always going to think very positively of Coach Hoppe and, and the job she does and uh, the team she puts out in the field and uh, and just what you were talking about with the, the youth. You know, we have – 12 starters coming back that were true sophomores or, or younger. So that's going to be a lot of experience coming back. We'll have a uh, uh, not quite as young team next season, but a team with some experience. So I think that is, uh, at this point, uh, a, a, you know, a place to be hopeful, something to look forward to. Yeah, I, really our biggest thing needs to be next year, we hope for no sophomore slumps. We hope that they really just take off with it. And, you know, I think it's going to be a good year. You think it's going to be a good year. Hopefully, we'll be back next year. Uh, definitely looking forward to that if everything works out. I think it's been a good season nonetheless. We've got to see some pretty fun moments. Uh, we got to at least get up to the index finger and beating Alabama. And I'm already looking forward to next next year. Uh, that's our final bow out for the 2019 stoppage time season here for Auburn Soccer. Uh, I've been excited to walk with you, Peter. How have you felt this season? Yeah, this was another fun season. Uh, really enjoyed stoppage time. Really enjoyed getting back into Auburn soccer. I'm sad that uh, that was our last match, that we can't watch a few more. We're used to watching on into November, deeper into November, so that's a little bit sad. But, Drew, this is my uh, my resolution, I guess, for next season. When we play Alabama, I'm starting with the middle finger. We're, we're starting one again. I'm starting with the middle finger. It's going to be fear the middle finger next season. Well, I'm I'm looking forward to that and definitely uh, excited to to watch that happen next year. Hopefully, they end up on our SEC play next year. If not, maybe we'll beat them down an ex- exhibition game or something. Uh, but where can the good people keep up with you during our long hibernation? You can find me on Twitter at Seminary Sugar Daddy, S-E-M-I-N-A-R-Y-S-G-R-D-A-D-Y, or you can find me on the E2C Network discussions page. Well, you can find me on Twitter at Drew underscore Hoop, H-O-O-P-0-2. We look forward to interacting with you. You can probably bank on we will have a national signing day preview to let you know who your new Auburn Tigers are next year. We've already got a lot of booms out of Coach Hoppe and seen a good amount of players commit, not just this upcoming season, but even next season as well. And... So I'm excited just to see the teams that Coach Hoppe is assembling and just to see uh, what she's doing with this Auburn Tigers program. But until that time, War Eagle. War Eagle. Before you get out of here, we want to remind you of a couple of things. Head over to E2Cnetwork.com, our website where you can find everything that you'll ever need from us, podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show. If you want to find individual episodes, you can download all of these on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. So until we see you again, I want to remind you of one thing, that here at the network, we 
believe in Auburn and love it. The only question remains, do you?